Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, seven days a week, about 13, 14 minutes usually, but even that short period of time helps us to stay strong in our faith, since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, it also helps keep us focused on our spiritual lives, our spiritual well-being or lack thereof, and upon our relationship with God. We encourage you, help other people grow in their faith by getting them into these studies. Share with them through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody grow in their faith, come closer to God, ultimately get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. I want us to get back into our line of thought and study. As I said, I usually begin these series of studies each week with a question, and that is the question that basically headlines the whole series of studies for the following week. But this time, I began with a statement that is a challenge for us. It's time for us to take back morality in our country. And in order for that to happen in our country, we've got to take back morality in our, in our culture because the culture, as I've said a number of times in these various studies, our culture, the culture of any nation is its, is its mindset and its heart. So as the culture, culture goes, the cultural mindset, so goes the nation. And for that to happen, we've got to begin with the people, because the people ultimately develop and establish the culture, the cultural mindset. Now, for the people to change, we have to be the first person ourselves, each one of us. We've got to make up our minds that we are going to be a changing influence upon other people around us, not looking down our nose at them, not, you know, becoming spiritual police policemen before them, but to live a godly, faithful lifestyle before them by way of example so that we can influence them prayerfully and hopefully to change their lives, to become faithful and godly as well. Let me tell you, the unfaithfulness, the ungodliness, the wickedness, the sinfulness, it permeates our, our culture. It permeates our society, our nation. And it's time for us to take back morality. And morality is basic to what we're talking about. I read a, looked at a cartoon recently, and it was... Uh, one of those Peanuts cartoons, and so the little boy, he's sitting on the edge of a dock, and his dog is sitting there with him. They're both looking out across the water, and Snoopy, you know, he says to Snoopy, his dog, Snoopy, many folks are praying for God to heal our land, but I think he's still waiting for people to humble themselves, repent, and turn from their wicked ways. I would say to that, amen, amen. A change in mind and a change in direction on our part needs to precede and clear the pathway for healing from God. We need to stop and think where we are as individuals and then where we need to make adjustments in the way we're living our lives, in what our mindset is personally. We need to make those adjustments. We need to seek God's guidance, his wisdom, his strength, his help 
to help us individually make those changes, and then we can begin to be a positive, godly influence on other people around us. I go back to what we read from the Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 11. He said, but you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. As I emphasize, that word pursue is active. It means chase it down, get after it, go after it. And so each one of us needs to make the determination in our minds and then live the commitment that we are going to live a righteous life. We're going to, if we don't know what that means, then we're going to study. We're going to learn. We're going to dig into God's Word. We're going to, to come to understand what righteousness is before God. And as we live a righteous life before God, we're going to live a godly life because there's no such thing as righteousness separated from godliness. And godliness again I'm going to learn what that means, what God's will for my life is, generally speaking, by getting into his word and studying. Remember what the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, study or be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God's word is there for us. We keep emphasizing through these Bible studies every day, that faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So if we want to know what godliness is, and consequently righteousness, because righteousness is godliness, then we're going to have to grow in our faith by being students, diligent students of God's Word. God's Word. So we need to begin by with that mindset. Taking back morality, it can't be just a motto that we shout out. It's got to be a determined lifestyle that we live. And as we become the examples, then we can become the influences on people all around us. And as they become determined and committed to take back morality, to live godly lifestyles themselves, they'll influence other people around them. And it will become a rippling effect. As I pointed out last time, Think about people in your life, and almost undoubtedly you know some, maybe quite a few, who are characterized in this way. Just about the only time they talk about God or Christ is to use their names in profane, vulgar, cursing ways. That's about the only time you hear God or Christ cross their lips. They're using it in some kind of vulgar, profane, cursing kind of epithet. How sad that is. How sad that is. But you see, again, that's the devil's influence. And we're not talking about the devil somehow possessing those individuals or even possessing our society in in that somehow he has possessed us and against our will, he's taken us over to become ungodly, to become immoral as a nation. He simply used various lines of temptation and influence to more and more permeate the culture of our nation so that we are where we are right now. And we are not a righteous nation, basically speaking. Now, think about what we can do. So let's talk about some avenues through which we can take back morality. First, 
we need to take back respect for God and Christ in conduct and speech. In Exodus chapter 20 and verse 7, we read, and this is the second of the original Ten Commandments, and here's what it says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. In other words, in profane, flippant, and certainly not vulgar and cursing ways. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Think about that. Think about those people you know. And think about maybe those times when in an emotional moment of maybe anger or frustration, your speech, you slip up in your speech and you curse using God's name or Christ's name. That's not okay. That's not okay. Now, I know, but I lost control, okay? We need to pray for self-control. We need to exercise self-control. We need to to develop self-control within our lives. Now, that's more difficult for some of us than it is for others, but we can all accomplish that task. And we need to demonstrate respect for God and Christ in our conduct and in our speech. In Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 21, we read again, You shall not let any of your descendants pass through the fire to Molech, nor shall you profane the name of your God. I am Lord. And that's repeated again in Leviticus 19 and verse 12. You shall not swear by my name falsely, nor shall you profane the name of your God. I am Lord. And then in Leviticus 21 and verse 6 again. They shall be holy to their God and not profane the name of their God. For they offer the offerings of the Lord made by fire and the bread of their God. Therefore, they shall be holy. Now, you've seen, we've seen this over and over again. This is not an incidental matter or a casual matter, as some people seem to think of it, because they keep cursing using God's name and Christ's name in these profane ways in these disrespectful ways. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 3, And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. We need to think of God when we, when we, and we need to think about God regularly. We need to think of him from the frame of mind that we're talking about holiness here. He is holy. He is the He is the personification of holiness. And so we need to count his name as being holy. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 49, For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. God's name is holy. His very name is holy. And of course, that's appropriate because he is the absolute in holiness. And then in Revelation 4 and verse 8, we get a little bit of a view of heaven here. The four living beings, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. When we want to wonder, well, what is What is good? God is the ultimate bottom line answer. What is righteous? God. 
God, God, righteousness is godliness. There's no such thing as righteousness without godliness. Now, there are some movers and shakers in our nation right now, influent, in, people in, in influential positions within our nation and in our cultural framework who would try to tell you that there are all kinds of things that are godly, or at least that are righteous, that are absolutely ungodly. But they would discount the ungodliness part of it. In fact, they might even disdain if you pressed them and got them to answer truthfully, they might say, well, I don't really believe in God. I don't believe in all that stuff. Well, if those are the movers and shakers of our culture, then we're in danger because they're going to have influence over our children growing up in our grammar schools, in our high schools, going off to institutions of higher learning, colleges, universities, and training schools, and so on. They're going to have influence over their cultural mindset as to what is righteous versus what is unrighteous. We're talking about godliness. We need to take back respect for God. And when somebody says, well, I don't believe in God, well, then that's a person who needs to not have any influence over us as to our view of righteousness and godliness, of faith in God. We need to take a stand. We need to make up our minds. We'll look a little further next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to recognize the difference from godliness and ungodliness, from morality and immorality. Help us to take the stand for morality and righteousness and godliness in our personal lives and to help others take that stand too. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.